welcome back. We're excited to get to another podcast, talk about um, some of the crazy surprises in the baseball playoffs, and then we're going to talk about some NFL, college football. I'm excited. Yeah, it should be good. It's been a bit of a crazy time lately, and uh, well, I certainly did really bad in the MLB playoffs, <laughs> and so lots to talk about. Yeah, uh, kind of wild, but yeah, um, yeah, big <laughs> the playoffs have been kind of crazy and stuff. So yeah, yeah. What's been the biggest um, surprise to you so far with the playoffs? Well, I mean, I thought the Phillies and Padres were pretty good teams, but I did not expect them to beat the Dodgers and the Braves. I mean, that's kind of kind of crazy. I mean, that's impressive for them, but also kind of unexpected, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I didn't expect the Padres to beat the Mets either, so uh, really underestimated them. Uh, and then the Phillies have just looked amazing against both the Cardinals and the Braves. Um, so probably my last two choices for the National League, and here they are um, making it. I mean, my biggest shock was uh, the Dodgers going out after one one round. So um, that was surprising. Uh, on the other side, Yankees and Astros does not really surprise me. So, yeah, not surprising. The Guardians put up a good fight uh, with with good solid pitching and stuff, but unable to conquer the Yankees. But yeah, we should okay, we should talk about this. Um, a lot of complaints are out there. The Dodgers won 111 games, and then they're out within a week. The Braves won 100-plus games. The Mets won. All of them are out within a week of the playoffs, and we still have two weeks left. Um, What do you think? Do you think that they need to make these series longer? Like, do they need to put less teams in the playoffs? What, what or, do you, or do you think there's a problem at all? Good question. Um, I don't think there's a problem necessarily. I mean, um, I think that's what makes things interesting. Like the most successful after a season kind of thing is March Madness, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, – I always like it when we give teams an opportunity to beat the big teams and not just give them a free pass to the, to the championship or something like that. Yeah. Uh, really, I think – I don't think um, – I think they've good series and really good games. I haven't necessarily thought that, oh, this is unfair to the Dodgers and the Braves that they're getting out necessarily. Um, and making the series longer, uh, I feel like you would need bigger rosters for that. Um, I mean, if you were to do a seven-game series, that would be a lot of uh, – a lot of pitchers that you would need. Um, yeah, especially through for if if um there's more series that are going seven because you got to consider that the uh, championship series and the World Series both go seven as well. So that's yeah. a lot of baseball. It's a lot of baseball. Um, yeah, you know, it's interesting to consider it being different. Um. I feel like it was a really well put together playoff in a way. I I, I don't hate it. 
uh, it could probably be improved. Um, but I don't think it's unfair to the to the Dodgers and Braves. Yeah, um, I get the point. The Dodgers win 111 games. Maybe they should have a bigger advantage than just having one extra home game. But also, it gets to the point where like there's a spectrum, right? There's the March Madness format where it's just so wild that anyone can win and not necessarily the best team's going to win. Um, and mm-hmm. then you have the college football format where it's designed that the best team's going to win, you know? Right, right it, exactly. It just asks the question, like, what what is the point of it? Are, is the point to have the best team win or is the point to have a fun tournament? And I tend to think it's much more fun to have a fun tournament. But that's that's where I fall on that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's where I fall as well. Um, like I want to expand the college football playoff a little bit. Um, I'm a fan of that. Um so yeah, no, I think it's uh I think it's interesting. Also it, it didn't seem to hurt the uh American League too bad. The two teams, Yankees sure. and Astros made it through, so um yeah, I just think the National League this year, I, I, I think the biggest reason that we're seeing such a, such a strange um, result in the National League is just because the National League was so good this year. Yep. And it's not like the Phillies and the Padres were bad teams that got to beat the number one teams. I think they were good teams too um, that beat the number, number one teams. Um, so to me, that, that, that's exciting. I totally agree. I think the, um, the idea that it, the Padres traded for Juan Soto halfway through the season, you know, maybe they didn't, their record didn't shoot up a lot, but still that makes you a different team the way you were all year long. Um, Bryce right. Harper was out <clears throat> for significant portions of time and playing poorly towards the end of the season. He's woken up. He's been the best hitter maybe in the postseason, other than maybe Jordan Alvarez on the Astros. So like, um, th- these are good teams with with star players, um, tremendous pitching. So you got to. I think you should just give credit to them for for playing just incredible baseball. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. Uh, pretty exciting. Uh, the Phil and the the Phillies won the first game. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun series. Um, to watch. Unfortunately, I didn't watch. Uh, the game yesterday, but saw some highlights from it. Um, I think it's a fun matchup. You saw some highlights. Did you see the Kyle Schwarber home run, which was the fourth hardest hit ball in baseball this year? Um, I actually didn't see that one. I saw uh Bryce Harper's. Okay, Um, that was a nice home run too. Yeah, yeah. Because the ball, impressive. The ball was not flying yesterday, and he was still able to muscle one out to opposite field, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. But yeah, yeah Kyle Schwartz was also just incredible. Just hit the ball so hard. Smacked it out of there. Yeah. Um, heavy hitters on both sides. Um it's it's a fun series, I think, for them. Yeah, I, I you can't be let down. You can't sometimes a team can win and then you're let down because they're maybe not the best team, but you can't be let down by these two teams battling it out. These are two great teams. Yeah, yeah just uh it I, I mean i certainly didn't expect them 
to be there. Um, but I'm okay that they're there. I think it's a, I think both are solid teams to, to go up for the World Series. So, yeah. yeah. So I wanted to talk about kind of some of the things that we've seen throughout the baseball postseason. One thing I've noticed, so it's been pretty consistent that starting pitchers pitch less and less innings in the postseason. It just goes down and down every year. Like last year, I don't even think they averaged five innings. But this year, it's a lot more. Like, so the starting pitchers are going much, much deeper in the games. I'm wondering if you have like a an idea um, or if it's just kind of like a, you know, everything goes this way until it doesn't kind of thing. Yeah. Um, interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. You just don't expect starting pitchers to go that deep. Um, I, I think it's mainly that they're doing really well. Um, so why, why take them out and, and bring them to someone else? Um, also, they're, you got to trust the, the people that have experience. And it seems like starters have the most experience. I think bullpens are pretty newer. Yeah. Um, and so I think I think that probably plays a role where it's like, okay, this guy has experience. This guy's kind of new. Do we want to really have him pitch a lot of innings? Um, I, I think it, I think your first point is really good. I think a lot of the reason that pitchers were getting pulled early was not because of, oh, okay, this pitcher is doing okay, but it's time to pull him. And they were getting kind of beat up a little bit, especially last year in the postseason, like, like pitchers were getting pulled when they were giving up a lot of runs this year they're not giving up a lot of runs you know what I mean yeah yeah it's been um really tight pitching um we've had I mean several games have gone into extra innings Mm -hmm. um from zero zero or just really low scores yeah we've we've had had a couple of those where the opponent team hasn't even scored um so the pitching is just doing really well I agree. I, this has been a trend throughout baseball this year. Scoring has been down a little bit this year. People have talked about maybe it being the baseball not flying as much, which I think I buy. Um, uh, it's except for Aaron Judge, the baseball seems to be doing just fine for him. But everyone else, <laughs> home runs were down this year. Um, also, um, I I wouldn't be surprised if um pitching continues to get better and better compared to offense throughout the future. I think that happened this year, but I think the trend may continue where pitchers just have so many tools at their disposal. They're fine tuning things. I mean, um, I, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast yet, but pitchers threw more um, sliders than ever this year and hitters still can't catch up to the slider. Um the the most elite fastballs in the game, they track people, hitters hit those just as well as they do an average slider. So an average slider is as good as one of the best fastballs in the game. So pitchers are just throwing more sliders. Pitchers seem to be um, figuring things out and improving in ways. And so I think that this is a trend that could continue. I don't, I I don't see it necessary. I I, I guess I I. I buy it. It makes sense that pitchers are doing better this postseason. Yeah. Um, 
I think it's interesting. So do you think, because batters also have stats that they go through and they know what they hit best and, and they look at their form and things like that. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like stats work better for the pitcher, though, uh, than the batter? Okay, that's a good question. So I think that the trend with batters is um, they're trying to, to, to take borderline pitches. So um, any, they want to they wanna swing at what they're going to mash. So anything that looks like what they can hit, that's what they want to swing at. So that leads to more walks, things like that, more strikeouts. Um, and so that's kind of what that's kind of what analytics and what statistics wants them to do. And I think that's the right approach. But I think that I, I guess I guess I do buy I it's a good question, but I do think that it's more helpful for pitchers right now the trends to throw more breaking balls i don't think and i think there may be hitters may catch up to that potentially but at this point i th- i think that the the things that pitchers are doing is more helpful than the things that hitters are doing at this moment but it okay. could it could just be the baseball not flying as much or it could be the fact that it's october it's cold the baseball doesn't fly as much in october but that doesn't account for last October offense was up more so it's I don't know yeah it's certainly interesting um uh the pitchers are winning right now for sure over the batters Mm -hmm. um I just could see I could see batting becoming really uh fine-tuned as well um and see interesting things come with that yeah, um, I agree. I, I think one thing that's interesting as far as batting goes is we're getting more and more access to bat speed. Um, they're starting to track that now. Um, it's not super available to the public, although there are public ones available at Los Angeles Dodgers Stadium and the Houston Astros Stadium. So you can kind of see who swings the bat the fastest. And I think that could be something where we could start to see because of that new data maybe more improvement and people trying to increase their bat speed i know for a fact nolan arenado has been focused on that increasing his bat speed he had designed his bat for better bat speed it's gone up quite a bit and usually it doesn't go up in your later career so i think maybe we could see something like that where hitters are accessing that new frontier yeah yeah um it'll be interesting uh and and it's for sure a new part of baseball that I think is uh really cool to see. Yeah, the 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 back and forth, you know. Mhm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hitters hitters won last year's postseason. This year, pitchers are winning, so it's kind of fun to see the the punch back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's exciting. Uh, so far, I think it's been a pretty good postseason. I agree. I think the games have been pretty enjoyable. Um. And also another thing, there's different pitchers that are pitching this year than there were last year, you know? So that's a factor as well, different guys. I mean, you have guys like Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola on the Phillies that are going deep into games every time. That's going to that's gonna help, you know? So Yeah, and they're really good, so why pull them? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So different different people are pitching this year. So, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Like Verlander wasn't pitching last year. I don't think he had a great outing this first game, but he he's pitching. He wasn't there last year, so different guy. So it is, it's it's not exactly the apples to apples comparison, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, he's pitching tonight, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, I think he'll bounce back. Um, yeah. We I, we should talk about that Mariners Astros series just a little bit, just because. It was a sweep, but the Mariners lost every game by one run. Like getting swept and only losing by three runs total is just so sad. I mean, and they had a big lead in game one. They had the huge, huge lead. Yeah, they had the huge game that went to 18 innings that could have gone either way. So that's a tough break for the Mariners to to lose every single one of those games by one run. Yeah, tough, tough. Uh, I was proud of them for making it up two against the Astros. And then um, it certainly wasn't they just got uh, really beat, you know. Um, they put up a good a good series against the Astros, and the scores didn't really uh, reflect that well. Mm-hmm. Jordan Alvarez was just too much for them. Um, he hit two go-ahead home runs while the team was down more than one run. I don't know if that makes sense, but it just like basically those kind of plays are just like huge game winners. Like right. you're down multiple runs. You had a home run, you're up by a run. That's those don't happen very often. I think he's the only player to have two of those ever, and he had them in the same series. So Yeah. That, tough, that's, tough break for the tough. Mariners. Yeah. I mean, obviously props to Jordan Alvarez. That's incredible, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, should we should we talk about uh, some college football things? Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's talk about maybe some things that have surprises this season. I don't think we've got to talk about college football much on this podcast yet. Yeah, uh, not yet, but I've certainly been paying attention. Um, the Alabama loss uh, last week was really quite heartbreaking for us. Yeah. Um I think it's more celebratory for anyone else in the country. <laughs> right. That that's the biggest moment in college football so far this season, no doubt. Yeah. First time in 16 years uh for Tennessee. So, uh I've never really considered um us to actually be rivals with Tennessee. And uh <laughs> if, if uh, we were kids last time it was truly a rivalry. Yeah, yeah. So, um, to me, I mean, and really, Tennessee hasn't really put up a fight in all of these losses. Like, it's been pretty much Alabama in, in a lot of the games. So, um, Tennessee has a good team this year. Um, I was impressed um, by um, – I was impressed by – and I, I feel bad I don't know his um, – name now i'm trying to think of it um hendon um, hooker number no number oh, no. 11 oh number 11 hey oh hasty maybe something like that uh not sure uh hendon hooker was good too though um, i thought he uh i thought he was a good quarterback i i will say i do think bryce young is better um but i i didn't think he was a bad quarterback and i thought he uh did, he was really uh he was really good um yeah yeah, Tennessee, I mean, that's an impressive win for them. I mean, it was so fun. 
I, I I hated losing, but I did enjoy watching them celebrate um, in a weird way, I guess. But it, it I I had friends that were Tennessee fans, you know, and it's it's been hard. I I can't imagine what it's like to be a Tennessee fan for all these years. You could see just the incredible joy to because this is a t- a team that you know has had success, but it's hard to remember that success. It was back probably when Peyton Manning was there, you know? And so it's been a long time for them and uh, it's good to see. It's, it's, it's good in college football to see uh, new teams coming back, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I certainly, if Alabama was going to lose, I'm happy it was to someone outside of the SEC West, uh, someone that we haven't lost to in a long time. I thought was, I mean, not celebrating a loss, but um, I I really wasn't as sad as I could have been after the loss because mm-hmm. um, I thought Alabama did have a pretty good game. Uh, it just came down to the last few seconds there, um, and and Bryce Young really just amazes me every time. But yeah, I still have friends posting about the Tennessee win who were Tennessee fans uh, growing up, so they're very excited over there. Yeah, um, I've looked up his name, Jalen Hyatt. That's the one that scored um, five touchdowns against us. Jalen Hyatt, yeah, uh, super fast. Uh, we couldn't keep up with him very well. Yeah, he so. caught six passes for five touchdowns. I mean, that's you know, you're doing something right at that point. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so okay, what do you think about Tennessee as a team, though? Do you think they have a chance? Like, they got to beat Kentucky, obviously. But once they beat Kentucky, I think the game of the year might be Tennessee, Georgia. I mean, who expected that to be the game of the year potentially? Um, yeah, I think they have a shot. Um, for sure. Um, I think it could be the game of the year. Uh, I would, I would love to root for Tennessee. I think that's great. Um, do I know for? Do I think for sure that they could win against Georgia? I don't know about that. I think they're uh, heavy underdogs is my Yeah. This is the way I feel about that. Yeah. Um, I think they would have to get uh which they did just have a huge confidence booster against Alabama. Uh I think they would have to maintain that. And then I think part of the problem too was uh they've wanted to beat us for so long. Uh and I think that really helped them. So I think they would have to I, I, they've gotta have as much heart in there. Um, I feel like they played with a lot of heart against mm-hmm. Alabama. But, and, um, what was incredible was they played so well, and then Alabama was able to punch back and had a chance to win, and Tennessee never blinked. That's that's hard yeah. to do. You know, with the momentum, you play so well for so long, and yet you still might lose and then able to come back. That's impressive, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So they're uh, on the road at Georgia. So that that's going to make it tougher too. It makes it hard. Um I wouldn't say yeah. See, I don't say for sure. Oh yeah, they could beat Georgia. Um but I do hope that it's a good well-fought battle. Uh it could I mean, if Tennessee beats Alabama and Georgia, that's a that's amazing. Yeah, that's incredible. But the thing is they probably have to beat Georgia to go to the SEC Championship game. Yeah. Um we've seen SEC teams 
not go to the championship game and still go to the playoffs. I think Alabama is the only one to do that, but we've seen that before. Potentially Tennessee could do that, but at this point there's too many good teams for that to be a realistic possibility. Right. Yeah. So. Um Yeah, unfortunately Georgia's in their conference, which makes it hard. They uh, I think they have to beat Georgia to go to the playoffs. If they beat Georgia, I could see them losing the SEC championship game and still going to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, well, if they beat Georgia, you want them in the playoffs. You know. Yeah, if they, they beat, beat Georgia, the, that's the a team you want. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which is why, I mean, just talking tournament style, uh, I would love to see it expanded so that even if they didn't win, they might still have a shot just because you can tell they're a good team this year. Um, and anything can happen after in the postseason. So, right. so yeah. Uh, Tennessee. So I would say that's my biggest surprise this year. Uh, Tennessee being a contender is uh, is a new thing in my life. So, yeah, it's um, it, it's happened before, but a long time ago. Right. Yeah. Long uh, before I was really paying attention to, to college football. So. Mm-hmm. so I think that's fun and exciting. Um, not necessarily the fact that they lost, uh, that they beat Alabama, but um, we'll get over that. We'll get over that. Yeah. Alabama, we'll, they can recover, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they still have a shot at everything. Um, I I like the fact that we're ranked ahead of uh, Ole Miss, even though Ole Miss is still still undefeated. Yeah, um, well, we don't know much about Ole Miss at this point. Ole Miss hasn't had any uh, really tough games yet, besides maybe the Kentucky game. Um, so yeah, uh, they've. They've played hardly anyone, so yeah, I think Alabama one. still has a shot to win SEC West. Um, there's not too many other huge surprises, right? Like we got Georgia still doing well, Ohio State still doing well. I mean, you could call Michigan a surprise, I guess. I mean, they went to the playoffs last year, so them doing well is not too much of a surprise. Although I would say I'm a little surprised, but <laughs> um, um, they had a good game against Penn State. So, yeah, um, it looks good. The one that does surprise me uh, is Clemson's comeback, uh, which doesn't really surprise me, but they've had a, a couple rough seasons. Um, and this year they're 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 making it their way back up to to top rankings. So being undefeated. So so that surprises me a little bit. Clemson's I mean, problem not- has always been offense. They've had dominant defenses the last couple of years, like like top three defense in college football the last couple of years. And I would say so again this year, but their offense was holding them back. And this year it's doing just enough to keep winning. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, Deshaun Watson really carried their offense mm-hmm. on his back. Well, Trevor Lawrence um, too. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's interesting to see them, them up there competing. You have two generational quarterbacks there back to back, and it might just it might have just taken a second to recover from that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I mean TCU undefeated. That's and they've had some big wins too. Kind of nice to see them back. I mean, it's been since like what, like 2011, 2012 since they were relevant. So yeah, yeah, I, I do remember a time when TCU was good. Um, so uh, more than Tennessee, but yeah, they they haven't been much of a much of a competition for a bit. So. Yeah, so let's see. At this point, what what do you think is going to happen? Who do you think is going to end up making the playoffs? Um, yeah, so I would say, uh, I I think Georgia will be, uh, will be there. I agree. Um, do, do you think they're going to be Ohio undefeated? State will be there. Um, I do. I do think Georgia will probably be undefeated. I agree. Uh, I hope Tennessee can make something happen. Um, but I am going to stick with Georgia will probably be undefeated going in. Um, I do think Ohio State will probably be there as well. Um, Ohio State doesn't – they have Penn State, uh, and they do have Michigan. So – but really, I think they'll probably – they'll probably be there in the playoffs. If Ohio uh, State loses to Michigan – could Ohio State sneak into the playoffs as a one-loss team that didn't go to their conference championship? Could you see two Big Ten schools going? I could see that. Yeah, I could see mm-hmm. that. Especially if Alabama um, loses to Georgia in the SEC championship, they're not going to take a two-loss Alabama. Right. I, I think it's really hard. If Alabama doesn't win out all the way through the SEC championship, Um, I don't think we're going to get uh in there. Right. Uh, so I could see there being a Michigan and Ohio State both there. If Michigan um, beats Ohio State, which that's right. not I don't think that's extremely likely. Yeah, no, I wouldn't say extremely likely. Yeah. Um that'll be interesting um to see for sure. Um, so I, I agree. I think I think Georgia Ohio State get in undefeated. I think that's your one and your two seed. I think those two right. teams have separated themselves from the rest of college football this year so far. Yeah, I agree. Okay. And then a couple wild cards for – I mean, right now they have Tennessee as number three and, and Michigan number four. But those teams, um, if Ohio State and Georgia were to go undefeated, those teams would have to lose. And they would have to lose, which makes it interesting of who makes it into three and four. Um, <laughs> makes it very interesting. <laughs> yeah, it could – yeah, there's a lot of possibilities, so that's kind of fun. Um, uh, I could see Clemson sneaking in there um, as an ACC championship. Mm-hmm. A... You know who I could see sneaking in there this year? Um, They're number 10 right now, but Oregon's look pretty good. I know they got blown out by Georgia in week one. I know that wasn't even close. Uh, however, since then, Oregon's look pretty good, and they're going to have a good enough schedule. I think that they could sneak in as a one-loss team. They have a big matchup okay. against UCLA this weekend. They're favored by six points. So, and I've been impressed with what I've seen from Oregon this year. They got a big matchup against Utah later in the year. So they've got enough wins potentially that they could they could get go in. Mm-hmm. So I, I, can, I, that could be interesting. Could be interesting. I know it's never safe to bet on the Pac-12 because they just they, they just lose all the time. But I, I like this Oregon team this year. I think I think they're pretty good. Yeah. Okay. 
as a as a dark horse. Sure. Yeah. That could be interesting. Also, I really like Oklahoma State. I know they lost this last week in TCU. I think that's gonna make it tough because TCU is undefeated and ahead of them. But I sure. I enjoyed what I've seen from them this year too. So they're they're pretty far outside of the playoff picture at this point. I don't I don't think Oklahoma State's gonna make it. I don't really think Oregon's gonna make it either, but, but those are teams that I think are playing well this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh they have a good bowl game. Uh I personally don't see them making it. Um, but we'll see, you know. Uh you never know what could happen, especially as we get into these next few weeks and in, in November's rivalry games times yep. and uh it's, it's still really so early. Still, there's still a lot to see from college football. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Clemson's gonna slip up at some point though. I don't trust I don't trust DJ Uyangola enough, I feel like. I think they could slip up yeah. to these teams. Uh maybe Syracuse this weekend. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh I certainly uh I don't love Clemson. Uh but we'll see. I, I love their defense. Their defense is great. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, so let's talk about NFL now a little bit. We haven't got to talk about this season too much either. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about NFL. Uh. My. I. I love that. Uh. Jalen Hurts is undefeated right now. Yeah. Fun. The Eagles. That's kind of where you have to start, right? They're. They've been the best team so far. Yeah, um, I don't think anyone expected that preseason. I think um, there was some buzz. I don't know if people were expecting them to be the only undefeated team, but they they made a lot of really good moves. Um, that they, they had a strong roster coming in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they they didn't have a terrible season last year. Um, so but yeah, it makes me happy to see. Um, I watched the Sunday night uh game with them and uh they looked pretty good this past week. So uh how long do you think they'll continue to go undefeated for? Um okay we joked about this. I said week ten and that turned out to be like a home game to Washington, right? But I'm sticking to it. I think they're gonna lose week ten to Washington. Let me double check it was week ten. But okay. Yeah. I'm sticking to that prediction. <laughs> Let's see. They uh week ten. I do believe it's at Washington. Yeah, Eagles uh commanders Monday night game. <laughs> November fourteenth. Look it. That that's that's when it's happening. <laughs> uh they play the the Texans in week nine, Thursday night game. Um I, I this is not I, the Eagles are great. It's a great story, uh, but this is not the kind of team that's gonna go like sixteen or seventeen and zero. Like that's just not. I don't think that's in the cards for them. That's uh, that's hard to do in the NFL. I mean, yeah, really hard to do. Um, it reminds me. I'm not saying I think the Eagles are better than this team, but a couple of years ago, I don't know if you remember this. The Steelers went thirteen and zero. I completely forgot about that. They ended up losing in the first round, I think, to the Browns, but they went 13 and 0. That was such a weird thing that happened. That was not like wow. this juggernaut team. So <laughs> uh I'm not saying the Eagles are, are fake like that team was, but um I, I this is the Eagles aren't the best team in the NFL either, in my opinion. I think I think the Chiefs and Bills have a significant 
advantage over them but mm-hmm. um, yeah um I, I, other ones the packers have been a little bit disappointing this year they've had some i mean they lost the Jets this past week yeah. uh i think aaron Rodgers. uh he probably misses uh Devontae adams a little bit yeah, does Rodgers seem checked out to you at all? I think people have been saying that. I I don't see it. I I think he's I think he's still checked in. I just think that this is not as talented of a team. Yeah, um, I don't. I wouldn't say checked out. Um, I think that's a little, maybe a little bit harsh for him. Um, like I think he's still a good quarterback. Here's um, what surprised me about the Packers. So last year the Packers had a dominant defense especially stopping their run like their schemes and everything they did worked well then this offseason they added a little bit of talent not much but a little bit of talent and they're worse they can't stop the run anymore like i I don't (laughs) i don't understand what happened i don't i'm not sure yeah i think it's the interesting thing with the nfl is everyone is so talented um so you just constantly have to be trying to make adjustments and things are working well for you you don't really want to change them um then you got usually you wait till it starts going bad but the nfl is just smart and so people are always watching um and taking notes and trying to figure out your game strategy um so adjustments uh need to be made a lot of the time yeah okay I think defenses have adjusted this year to similar to how we were talking about pitching and kind of having the one up defense has the one up on the offense right now in NFL. Um, I scoring has been down, right? Yeah. Scoring has been down. I'm not sure if, if what I read was correct or not, but I believe it's down 22%. Um, That could be fantasy football scoring is down 22%, but either way, still scoring is down a lot. Um, like last week, uh, we had Zach Wilson win. Well, he only threw for 110 yards. Um, Marcus Mariota is like winning, but he's only completing like 10 passes in a game. Um, same for like Daniel Jones and the Giants. Like, offense, it, it, it seems like you don't need to throw for m- much more than 100 yards to win a game now if you have a good run game. So it seems like, I, um, Teams have defenses have have really limited the big plays, and so the teams that can run the ball and play a good time possession game seem to be at an advantage this year compared to other years. Yeah, it's a uh, that's really interesting. Uh, I think too, from games that I've been watching, um, it's really the the second half that a lot of the scores are happening too. I feel like it's a really slow start to the to the games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not a lot of fast starts. Yeah, yeah. One, um, one thing that people think it might be, but yeah, it actually looks like it's not. So, so last year the Chiefs faced the most cover two, which is two deep safeties. Which the disadvantage of that is that you have less people in the box. And so it's easier to run the ball or do short, quick pass games. But two deep safety limits the big plays, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the Chiefs saw more cover two than anyone basically in NFL history last year. So 
if that trend kind of continued, the recovery two has gone up where you're just like, hey, we're going to stop these big passing plays. We're just going to have two deep safeties versus one. Um, but that's actually the trend is is different this year. So um, cover three, which is one deep safety, basically, has gone up every week. So it was 18% in week one. And then last week it was 30%. So it's not even like it's because there's a lot of cover two being played. It's really, yeah. So you can't say that's the reason either. So like people cover three basically means you get more people in the box, but offense is still down. So it doesn't quite (laughs) make sense. So it's all interesting. It's interesting how, uh, how different things can look sometimes. Yeah. So. I think, I still think defenses are doing well. I think when they've switched to cover three, there's a few concepts that are really good at beating cover three. Um, basically, if you run like two people really deep um, and kind of on like crossing patterns, like it's hard for one safety to be there to help on both of those. Right. Right. Yeah. But there is ways to do it. There are schemes where you can have your corners doing the right kind of things and playing well. It's it's tough to coordinate. But if your corners and your safety can work it out right, they, you can cover those two deep crossers and still have more people in the box to stop the run. So mm-hmm. uh, it seems like teams maybe are just playing better on defense. Like there might just be a little bit better coordination, um, more communication, things like that. Um, it, it also may be because, um, I don't know, like maybe there's not as many great quarterbacks this year. Last year, Matthew Stafford had a great year. Um, Aaron Rodgers had a great year and Tom Brady had a great year. Uh, they're, all, they're all on the wrong side of the aging curve. Maybe that's affecting things a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, it could be, I, I could see that being a, a real thing that the, we're just, quarterbacks are having a harder time out there um maybe maybe some talent is a uh, is a little bit different um it could be i talent. do think though uh the there's still some some good offenses out there i thought um bills versus chiefs this past week i thought was a really good game as well yeah that was a good game um, so yeah um and it is interesting that scoring is down. And you can tell, I feel like, that scoring is down. Like, it definitely has a feel to it that, that teams aren't scoring as much. Yeah. There isn't as much offense going. I do think maybe – I think maybe teams spent – so here's how I think it went. And I, I could be wrong about this. But I think teams spent the offseason preparing for this cover two situation. So they learned how to run the ball really well, right? They focused on that because that's the counter to cover two is run the ball, right? And I think mm-hmm. that's that's inherently going to bring down scoring. It doesn't necessarily bring down winning though, right? Like running yeah. the ball has not – it's proven to, to you score less points, but it hasn't necessarily been proven to win less games. So <laughs> – um. I think that teams maybe were focused on, hey, this year we're going to limit the other team. We're going to run the ball. We're going to win the time of possession battle, ball control, 
I think there's a lot of teams trying to do that. I think the Falcons have intentionally tried to do that. They've had a pretty successful season. The Patriots have intentionally tried to do that. The Bears, the Bears have won some games with that style. Um, and, you know, and the Jets are winning with this style. A lot of teams are trying that style out. And I think that might be why you're seeing more of a cover three because you're trying to stop the run more. And so that, I think, I think the adjustments are just happening so fast. I think it's all, the NFL moves quick, like we were saying. And so the adjustments may be happening pretty fast here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's becoming smarter, a smarter game. So uh, changes can happen quickly. And I think the quicker that they happen, the better your team, you know, the better your team adjusts fast. It's, uh, it's better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then the Bills just, for whatever reason, they refuse to run the ball. They just let Josh Allen just drop back to pass or run himself, like, all game long. So, yeah. That's, he's great. He can handle it, but I, I worry for him, like, future long-term, you know? Yeah, yeah. You'd love to have uh, a is that really this? Is that really the way you want to play the rest of the season? Yeah, yeah. That's like you got to help him out to have sustained success for multiple years, right? Get him a run game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Chiefs have tried, but they've been unsuccessful so far too. But at least they're trying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Any other surprises this year in the NFL? Anything else that's kind of caught your eye? Uh, honestly, those are the biggest ones that we've talked about that I've noticed. Um, anything else that, that you've seen that has yeah. been interesting to we you? We talked about the Packers, but I sh- and we've mentioned it a little bit, but we should just throw in Rams and Bucks. But those teams are surprising to me that they've not played well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would agree, although um, the uh, – the Rams honestly didn't I mean I didn't expect them to to not be that good but um it don't surprise me super well like I didn't think they were an amazing team last year when they won mm-hmm. um but yeah they've they've had a rough time um this season so far I mean it's still I would say it's still pretty early in the NFL season um, it is still early and any of these teams could rebound but Same it, with the Bucks. Yeah, um, I could see them rebounding, um, but they've had some some tough losses uh, to the Packers. I mean, that was a close game for them. Yeah, but um, that was an ugly game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, we'll see if any of them come back. I could also see them not coming back. So and just having a bad season. So. <laughs> yeah. We'll it's- see. It gets kind of weird. Like, if you ask, like, okay, so the Eagles are the best team in the NFC. Who's the second best team in the NFC? Like, your options are bleak. I would say it's Cowboys, weirdly, even though they lost the Eagles. But there's not a lot of great options. It's not like there's a lot of great teams in the NFC. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, NFL is hard, you know. There's a, there's a lot. That, uh, a lot changes within a within uh, one season to the next season, mm-hmm. um, which makes it interesting. Yeah, for sure. And I think a lot changes in the season. So I, I don't think we can take anything we've seen like too seriously. 
like like I said, the the Steelers went thirteen and zero just a couple seasons ago. That's really weird to think about, but that was yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll continue to continue to watch and and see what else, uh, what other interesting things come come about from it. Right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. The season's basically just begun. Yeah. Um. Which is fun. It's fun to to have a uh a sport where that changes uh quickly and i think that makes it interesting mm-hmm, totally yeah well cool um thanks listeners for listening uh and thomas for for all of the all of the interesting things i uh, will continue to monitor mlb and see what see what happens with that in college football nfl uh it really is the best time of sports right now so we'll get headed out but we'll we'll talk to you guys again soon